Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. I'll be reading from verses 36 through 48. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they, had, they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your heart? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While well, in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering. He said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, The Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses to all of these things. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Now this story should sound familiar to you, right? Because we covered it from the Gospel of John last week. If you remember, while John decided to give us fewer details and kind of get to the point of Jesus showing himself to Thomas, Luke gives us a lot more juicy details about what happened when Jesus appeared to his disciples. If you read earlier in the chapter, you find that this story actually follows the appearance of Jesus to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. They have returned with the news that they actually saw the risen Lord. The women had already said it earlier, but, you know, they didn't believe them. And they had come and they had told the disciples, we've seen the risen Lord. He spoke to us. He explained to us the scriptures and he is alive. And the scripture we pick up this morning is the follow-up to that. As they are still talking about what happened to those two disciples that came to report from the road to Emmaus, that's when Jesus appears before them with the same words that we have heard before, peace be with you. The fact that this is both gospels just reminds us of the importance of these words. That the peace of God is something we need and the peace of Jesus is something that the disciples needed desperately in this time because they were still afraid for their lives. They were still uncertain about what the future held and they didn't know how all of these things connected together. Have you ever felt that way? A little uncertain about the future, not sure how things are going to connect in your life, not sure how God is going to work things out for you. At those times, we need to hear these words, peace be with you. 
Well, Jesus appears to them. He tells them, peace be with you. And he senses that they still don't believe it's him. They still don't believe that it's actually Jesus returned from the dead. They're still afraid. The scripture tells us that they, they, they weren't sure. They were, they were scared. They were startled because they weren't sure what they were looking at. The reaction in Luke says it all. Luke doesn't sugarcoat it. Startled and terrified. Well, if you saw somebody who you saw crucified three days earlier stand before you, you might be a little scared too. Before we judge them too harshly, this is a hard thing to, to witness and to believe because you saw him die. You saw him on the cross you saw the blood pouring from his wounds. You saw him wrapped up and put on the cave that was his tomb. And to see him before you would have been just so incredible. But Jesus wanted his disciples to understand that the resurrection was very real. In this version, in Luke's version, he invites all of them to check the wounds out. He says, come, touch me, because you know that a ghost does not have flesh and blood. You know that they don't have these wounds that I have. You know that, that you can't touch a ghost. So come touch me. Come see that it really is me. I want you to understand that the resurrection is real. You know, this story has to make Thomas feel good because in the other version, he was the only one that kind of doubted, right? But in this one, it's all of them. In this one, it says that they still, after seeing him, are all full of doubt and fear. You know, I think Luke wasn't worried about making the disciples look good. He wanted to tell the story how he saw it. And here are a group of disciples that don't know what to make of the resurrection. They don't know what to do with a resurrected Jesus. They don't understand how all of this is supposed to play out. And they can't make sense of it all. Jesus could sense what they were thinking. He could tell. He could see. I can imagine the look of doubt on their face. And you know, the stepping back. You see something you're not expecting, what do you do? Take that step back to put a little distance between you and whatever it is. I can imagine Jesus seeing that step back. And Jesus says to them, hey, you got anything to eat around here? You know, if, if, if you were crucified and dead for three days, you'd be a little hungry. Do you have anything to eat around here? And they looked for some broiled fish and gave it to him. And you can imagine, they were all like this. Let's see what's going to happen as he eats that fish. Jesus did that in front of them because he wanted them to see that the resurrection was real, that it wasn't a tale, that it wasn't something they were imagining, that it wasn't something that, that was just spiritual, but that there was a physical resurrection of himself. And eating something before them served as a way to prove it to them that he was really back. 
because everybody knows ghosts don't eat fish. Right? They knew that. If he's a ghost, it'll go right through him, right? Because they're just spirit. <laughs> but he ate it before them, and it didn't happen. Then Jesus took the time to remind them that they really shouldn't be that surprised because he told them that these things were going to happen. You know, sometimes we forget how many times Jesus told his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem to die on, you know, to give his life and die for their sins. How many times he told them that, that he would, the temple would be destroyed and rebuilt in three days when he was really talking about himself. How many times he tried to prepare them and warn them for what was to come so that they wouldn't be afraid and be scared. Only we know that they didn't understand what he was saying. They didn't yet understand the scriptures that had been written about Jesus and Moses and the prophets that, that told about what needed to happen. They still had not been able to connect the dots and to be able to understand that the Lamb of God had to die in order to pay for the sins of the whole world. You know, this is when you have to remember that they come from a Jewish background, that they were used to having to do sacrifices in order to atone for the sins of the people. And Jesus had been trying to get them to understand that he was the perfect Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world, who is able to offer forgiveness and grace and really wipe the slate clean. In many ways, Jesus was giving the disciples an understanding that they hadn't had before. But he was also giving them marching orders. You are to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And as we know from the book of Acts in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, of everything that you are witnessing and seeing right now, you are to go tell people that you've seen me and it's really me. You are to go share with them how the scriptures pointed to all of this happening because if you are confused and you were my disciples walking with me for three years, you can only imagine how confused others are going to be about the resurrection. They're going to need help. I want to tell you something. If you've got kids, and they give this a shot, they're going to need help. I almost needed help because I made a few mistakes myself. It was complicated. It was difficult. You know, usually you connect the dots with the numbers right to each other, but in these complicated puzzles, did you know that they jump? They get to 300, and then you got to go find 400 and begin at 400 to do the next section. And then you get to 450 and there's another jump to another place and you got to continue in that section. And that's how they do the insides of the pictures. When it comes to the resurrection of Jesus, it wasn't as simple as one, two, three, four. 
There were so many scriptures in the Old Testament that foretold the coming of the Messiah that needed to be brought together and explained that it took Jesus opening up the understanding of the disciples and helping them to see how each one of those connected for them to understand that this had to happen, that he had to give his life, and that there really wasn't any other way. He needed them to understand it as best as they could because he knew that others would need help understanding the plan of salvation that God had put into place through him. You see, you got to be able to understand something to explain it to somebody else. And even though we don't fully understand the mystery of the resurrection... We can certainly understand how scriptures explain the need for the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and how it brings life to each and every one of us, because Jesus had to be the firstborn of the resurrection in order for us to have any chance at experiencing it ourselves. The disciples were able only to understand once Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures that had been written about himself. And I want to tell you that we need God's help to understand the scriptures when we read them, even today. That you can't just pick up the Bible like a book of literature and study it only for a literature perspective or a history perspective or a documentary perspective. You have to be able to pick up the scriptures and ask the Holy Spirit to open the mind, open the understanding to what God wants to reveal to you now in that scripture. And the incredible thing is God can reveal something to you that's different than what he reveals to me. That God can speak something new to you that you've never seen before in a scripture, even though you've read it a hundred times before. Because it is an inspired word that requires God's intervention in order for us to receive from it. I can't tell you how many times I've read a scripture and then went, huh? What was that? And I had to read it again and again. And it wasn't until I prayed and I, and I went before God to help me understand that I got something that I needed to get from that scripture. Because we have to include the Holy Spirit when we look to understand the things of God. But you know, that is also true of our very own lives. I want to ask you how many times you have experienced that the dots don't seem to connect for you in what's going on in your life. That you're looking at it and it looks more like this than like this. And you're going, God, I don't know how to make sense of all of this. I don't know how these things connect together. I don't know how it is that this is supposed to be a blessing to me or I'm supposed to hear you through this. And in those moments, we need Jesus to step in and say, peace be with you. Let me help you connect the dots. Let me help you see the bigger picture. You know, the reality is that most of us don't see the bigger picture until after the fact. 
How many times have you looked back and go, oh, that's what you were doing, God. That's what you were showing me. That's what you were preparing me for. That's what you were trying to get me to see. There are so many times when the dots just don't connect. And today I want to invite you to ask Jesus to open your mind and your understanding to his plans for your life, to the things that you need to see, to the things that you need to experience, and how those things fit into the bigger plan of God. The disciples, when they experienced the risen Lord, became keenly aware that they were part of the plan. That Jesus had gone to the cross, died, and been resurrected from the dead, but that they were the ones who would carry his message going forward. That it would be up to them to make sure that the world knew about the resurrection and that they explained it to people that did not get it. And that it was their task to make sure that everybody knew that forgiveness and salvation could be obtained only in the name of Jesus. With our minds open to the scriptures, we can be better witnesses for Jesus Christ because we can see how the dots connect. And then we can tell people our testimony of how God has brought us to this point and how God will continue to take us the next length of our journey. I pray that you have experienced the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness that Jesus offers and the resurrection of Jesus in your own life. So that when somebody comes to you and says, I don't get this, you can tell them, let me talk to you about it and help you understand that Jesus paid the price for your sins on that cross. And he has given you life in his own resurrection. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you because you have opened our understanding. The fact that we are here today is a witness and a testimony to the fact that we are people of the resurrection. People that believe in Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God, who came into the world to take the sin of the world. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will help us to be witnesses to the resurrection, to share, O oh Lord, what we understand about it, and to invite others to believe in Jesus as the risen Lord. Help us to know, Lord, that when the numbers don't seem to connect, the dots don't seem to connect in our lives, you will help us to make sense of it all and help us to see your bigger plan for our lives. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.